Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building, nigga. Alright, already the show goes on all night. Till uh. the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they will see the thunder? Just remember when you come to the show. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, previewing the 2021 Sony Open, leg two of the Hawaiian Swing. You can find me on Twitter at BDNTrick, the podcast at Always Press DFS, and my co-host, as always, on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how we doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Not too shabby. Not too shabby. National title night. We had an awesome weekend of playoff football, like three games on each day. That can't not happen again, right? (laughs) You know... Yeah, it was it was a pretty good weekend of sports, man. Yeah, it was good. And then you got primetime golf, like yeah. and that, and that turned into a playoff. Like Harris, Harris English won for those that weren't paying attention. But um, the fact that he the Eagles eighteen, he walks it off, and that shot to go in for the eagle putt was absolutely amazing. Like he gave himself a chance. Where in reality, all you had to do was lay up, make a little wedge shot, like play it safe. He said, "Nope, I'm going for it." Well, I mean, he could play it out there to the right a little bit further and try to get a bounce and worst case scenario, still have a 40 footer down the hill that he can, you know, is a decently easy two putt, but yeah, he went right after it and, uh, hit one of the best shots I've ever seen, especially with a three iron, um, with that much on the line. And, uh, yeah, if he, you know, if he just hits that putt a little bit further, doesn't get to the playoff, but you know, it is what it is. I'm I'm glad he he wins it anyway. I'm glad he won because, man, just think about it this way. How bad would it have been if he has two tournaments shooting 20 under par and doesn't win either one of them? Yeah, I thought you were going to say how bad would it have been if people were out there who touted uh, Neiman as their boy would have uh, would have cashed their ticket. I thought that's what you were going to say. But, no, yeah, I mean, you know, he's been he's been playing well. And uh, yeah. so, English, you know, he, I, I didn't see it coming, but yeah. – Dudes like Kevin did. Fucking yep. Kevin. Kevin Kevin knocked it out. Yeah. He, he he had his ride up over at Fantasy Sports DGNs. He had English as one of his like he, he had three three or four outrights, and English was one of them. And he was on him like he was talking to guys. I watched him on Twitter. English is his boy. We love English on the show for DFS purposes, especially when he's like seven or eight k. When we talk about him this week, it's gonna be a little difficult to get on that train. But um, yeah, it was uh, it was good to see. It was just a little surprising. You know, JT looked like he was gonna run away with it at one point. Neiman had it going strong. There was there's a lot of a lot of good golf. A lot of Hideki Matsuyama couldn't putt events. Um, it, it was an up and down week. Like a lot of the chalk hit. You know, you had Palmer, you had Lanto doing their things when it comes to DFS. Um, the, some of the cheap guys like Thompson and Wawrinski paid off. So it was it was a weird week and a very high scoring week. Any other thoughts on the uh, century? I don't really. No, I'm ready to to move right along. All right, let's get into it. The Sony Open. We're back to a full filled event. Uh, the boys are already pumped in the Slack chat. If you want to come join us there, it's free. Just got to ask. Um, 144 golfers, T65 and ties. And one of the stronger fields that the uh, Sony has featured could be because a bunch of guys played last week compared to usual. Um, the One of the normal trends outside of Cam uh, Smith winning last year, I'll let you give the rest of the stats. But um, usually if you play the week before, you have a better advantage here. So that's something to keep in mind going forward. Yeah, um, I'm guessing it was pretty windy last year. Yes, it was very windy. It was windy for both tournaments because, like, DJ won last year, or JT at, like, uh, 13 or 14 under, and then Cam Smith won last year, like, 11 under or something. So, yeah, yeah super windy, super windy. Do you want me to dive into yeah. this? Go for it. <laughs> last year, like you said, Cam Smith, 11 under par, playoff over uh, Brendan Steele. 
Um, and like we were just talking about, it was very windy last year. Now I've, I've, I'm sure you'll talk about it maybe potentially, but I've already seen there's some weather in the forecast, uh, more in particular rain than, than wind. But, uh, the year before that 2019, Matt Kuchar, 22 under four shots over Andrew Putnam, 2018, the winner was Patton Kazire, 17 under in a playoff over James Hahn. That was the year that the golf channel crew went on strike. Yes. Yeah. And that was the year that the bunkers, right? People had to stay uh, bunkered. Yeah, in their it was 2018. yeah, yeah. Because actually, it says right here, there's preparations for the 2018 Sony Open were briefly disrupted by a false emer- emergency alert stating a ballistic missile had been launched toward Hawaii. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine, dude? That was wild. Yeah, that's 2018. That's not even that crazy now. Yeah, that, that's like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we can deal with that. You remember North Korea? Shit. You remember when they used to be an issue? Yeah. Um, J- JT won in 2017. He shot 59 in the opening round that, that year. That was after he won the uh, the Hawaii or the the uh, tournament champions the week before. Um, 59 opened up, shot, finished 27 under par, and ended up just smoking the field. Seven, seven shots over Justin Rose. Uh, other previous r- winners, uh, Fabian Gomez. This used to be known as the Jimmy Walker swing because he would win every year. Uh, well, two consecutive years uh, over over in uh, at the Sony Open. Russell Henley's a past winner here. Ryan Palmer won here in 2010. ZJ, 2009. And that probably pretty much oh, – Jerry Kelly, excuse me, 2002. Yeah, he's in the field as well. Yep. Yeah, no, and a lot of those names are going to make you think you don't have to be a bomber. And the reason why, at the Wiley Country Club, it's a par 70, 7,044-yard golf course. So it's not very long. We were at a par 73, uh, like, what was it, almost 7,400 yards, give or take, last week. So fewer par fives, a lot of scoring still. It's, it's, if the wind isn't bad, like you mentioned, there's rain coming up. If the wind isn't too bad, it's still a pitch and putt, basically. Like, you're going to be fine. Um, as long as you have a good wedge game, you're going to be good. The, the fairways are much narrower than last week, but there's not much penalty to get it in the rough because the rough isn't that thick. Maybe you can't control it as much on the Bermuda greens, but it's not the end of the world. Uh, greens are – Kind of friendly. There, there are some trickiness to them, but nothing crazy. The biggest thing is if they got a good approach game, a good wedge game, they're going to be in contention. So a lot of similarities last week in respects of scoring, but obviously not as many par fives. But in the end, like you were talking about uh, overall winners, scores are very, very similar. So just watch for the wind. If it's windy, I guess you can focus towards wind players, but otherwise I'm not overly concerned about it. I think course history is going to be big here. I think guys that played well last weekend, which look at the scoreboard most did, um, it'll be the kind of the, the way to go. There's a lot of course history. So, uh, what stats are you looking at this week? Um, yeah, it's like a lot of approach. Um, because like you talked about, it's, it's a pretty short golf course to begin with, and it's also pretty tight. So, uh, strokes gained T to green is important every week, but obviously something else to consider. Plenty of course history, which I weighed heavily since you know a lot of these guys uh haven't played in a in over a month or or a month or so. So, um, Lean pretty heavily on course history this week, and then also just you know kind of looking at what guys did last week. Yeah, no, it's because we—that's the only uh, I guess past uh, recent form we have, so we gotta right. go with what we got, and that's why it's good to see a lot of guys playing this week that were there last week. Uh, FanshareSports.com, friend of the show, use promo code Always Press for twenty percent off the package of your choice. Uh, they've added a bunch of cool new features that I'm going to dig into eventually. Like there's like course data that wasn't there before. There's head-to-head tools to compare players. And a couple more things, and there's even showdown tools. So uh, go check that over there at fanshiresports.com. A couple things that I did um, last 10 events on Bermuda Greens, because that's what we're rolling with this week. In this field, leading the way, Webb Simpson 
averaging 98 DK points for tournament. Second place, Abraham Answer, averaging 81. Quite the gap for Webb. And we're going to get a theme. Webb likes this golf course, and it fits him well. Morikawa, English, Berger, and Sergio round out the top five on Bermuda Putton over the last 10. And then par 70, 7,000 to 7,200 yards. Golf courses over the last 10 events. Webb Simpson averaging almost 103 DK points. Sung JM's in second place, averaging almost 83. Hideki, Kucher, CH3, and Billy Ho round out the uh, the golf course layout. So, yes, it is a Webb Simpson type situation here. Uh, see what we can do with that. But let's get cracking. Let's get to the DK um, plays of the week here. We'll start 10K and above. We have six guys, Jesse. Webb at 11-1. Like I said, it's hard not to play Webb unless you just want to fit full fade it. Harris English, 10-8. That is quite the price bump. Morikawa, 10-6. Neiman, 10-4. Matsuyama, 10-2. And Daniel Berger, up to 10,000. So what are you looking at here in this range? Yeah, I like them all. Um, uh, but I, I, I think, you know, I, I don't know how much I'm going to actually play these guys. Uh, I'm going to start by saying that this is another week. Like I talked about last week, it's it's easy to get super excited about this, but we don't know a whole heck of a lot about where these guys' games are. And this is a lot of a vacation for them. I know they're they want to win all that kind of stuff, but it's not like they're it's early in the season. And so they're very relaxed and everybody's chill. Long story short, I think that Webb obviously is very playable. He's got very good course history here. Third, fourth in his last two appearances. Hasn't fished outside the top 20 since 2012. Um, played okay last week. I'm surprised he's, he's the, the highest price golfer this week. Um, Harris English, obviously, 10,800 coming off the win last week. I would not fade him just because he won last week. I've, you know, we've seen guys go back-to-back here in, in years past, so keep that in mind. Uh, Colin Morikawa, obviously, played her one time, finished 21st. Coming off a, a solid top 10 last uh, last week um, over in Maui. And I think Neiman will be the most popular here. Um you know, he, he played very, very well, especially on Sunday. Uh, shoots 64 on Sunday, which is nine under par uh, on that golf course. He did play here last year, finished 57th. Um, he played the the tournament champions last year, too, and finished fifth. And then, you know, obviously came, over, came to Honolulu, played, um, and finished 57th. So, I, you know, I don't know how much I really love him this week. Matsuyama looked awful with his putter last week. His course history is okay. Um, I like Berger at 10,000. He's not missed a cut here since 2015. Not great finishes by any means. 38th, 14th, 45th, 42nd, 13th. So to narrow it down, um, Berger and Morikawa, I think are the two guys that I would target if I get up here. But to be honest with you, like if I'm just going to play one or three lineups, I don't think I go above 10K. Yeah, it's it's. I'm with you. When we get to the next set of pricing, you can still make some outstanding lineups without going up here. At the same time, it's one of those kind of events where I don't, I'm not calling it a, a small field event because there's a lot of good talent in this field. Um, it's not like a Sanderson Farms or something, but it's one of those like what was it? Was a Sea Island when we, when the uh, yeah, RSM where it's like okay, you play Web at like 80 percent or you fade him at your own risk. Yeah, that's how this week's going to be. <laughs> like you either play him and like if you have like if you have three lines, maybe make one Web just to like cover your butt. But it's tough. I, I get it. Um, I do like him. Like, you can't not like him, but I do like Morikawa a lot for 500 less at 10-6 um, when it comes to approach to the green and and uh, scoring in bunches, uh, taking advantage of it. With fewer par fives, I actually want to put like an emphasis on par five scoring. 
Marikawa crushes par five scoring. So I think um, that, that's an interesting one, 10-6. I love Berger. I'm with you. Berger's probably my favorite up here as well. Um, he could definitely compete with all these guys, and you're getting a discount. That's the way I look at it. Um, and you mentioned the finishes aren't the best here, but 10th last week. And for anybody that's paid attention to golf or listen to the show, the burger we saw from like when golf returned last year on was not the burger we've seen in the last few years. So he's been playing much, much better. He's healthier, I think, at 10,000. That's, that's a really strong play. And then if you really want to get weird and you want low ownership because you want to play chalk elsewhere, I have no problem playing Matsuyama. I really don't. It's one of those deals we know – it, his, his, his off the tee game, his approach game, that's usually, knock on wood, always pretty damn good. It's his putter. If he putts, he's going to contend or at least top 10 every week. If he can't putt like last week, he finishes dead last in a no-cut event. Um, I think he, I think I really, I saw he missed, he was like minus 10 strokes putting last week. That is insanity. Like that is just, Jesse or I could probably go minus 10 on those greens. That's just, <laughs> well, I wouldn't get there in enough shots to matter, but I'm just saying I could probably, you know, <laughs> Okay, let's get minus 20, we're not, <laughs> and we're not pros, okay? Like, let's just think about it. But when you look at his, his history, he's 4 for 4 made cut, 12th place last year. Um, he's a guy I feel confident in making cuts nonetheless. And then, like I said, if he can putt, if he even turns that minus 10 uh, strokes lost putting to, like, minus 4, it makes things a little more interesting. I don't know. But I think he's a very intriguing GPP play. Not a must, but if you want to get different and you still want to be up here a little bit, Matsuyama's going to like, no ownership because of what took place last week. And he is still a top-end golfer that's hard to just completely ignore. In this no, situation. I agree. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, you're going to get him at very low ownership, and especially in large-field GPPs, if you play the big whatever they've got this week. You know, yeah. I, I I wouldn't talk anybody out of playing him. I just don't think I will, because I'm not going to yeah. play enough lineups. Like, but, if I'm doing the core, when I'm doing my core cascade, he's not in my core, but I know he'll be one of my three guys when I have my upper price guy. When I have to change him out, I'm going to okay. make him one. He's going to be in there. So, I like it. Um, 9K range. We got some fun ones here. This is why Jesse mentioned you don't need to go up top if you don't want to. You got Sung JM at 98 playing great golf again. Cam Smith, the defending champion at 96. You got Answer at 94. Talk about a price bump. Brian Palmer up to $9,200. Then your boy Adam Scott at 9000 Uh What are you liking in this range? Yeah, I mean, I had them all checked uh, previous to doing this. So I had to kind of narrow it down. And so I took off two. Uh, I don't know. I, I really like this range. You know, quite a bit. Sung Jay, ninety eight hundred. Played here the last couple of years. Twenty first, sixteenth. Decent, decent uh, start last week to the to the year or whatever the fuck you want to call it. The season. Fourteenth place finish. He started terrible. Shot two over the. Oh, excuse me. Where did he finish last week? This is that last was week. He finished two, fifth. Four, four, finished fifth. Fifth. All right, there you go. Fifth place finish last week. Disregarded us. Everything I said about him starting terribly. I don't know what he shot because it's not loaded. Cam Smith, defending champion, ninety six hundred bucks. First year, last year, obviously twenty second, eighteenth, twenty seventh. Um, Aussie player can play in the wind, and that's I think kind of why you know he does well uh, on Hawaii. Answer at ninety four hundred. Um, I had a choice between Answer and uh, Neiman this past this past week, and uh, <laughs> guess who you picked? Guess who I picked? <laughs> it, was, it was Answer. I mean, he played okay, and he he played really well on Sunday. Um, he made all four finished, rounds. Yeah, I mean, he made all four rounds. Finished seventeenth. Didn't d- withdraw randomly for some reason, but uh, I you know thirty eighth, twenty ninth in his last two appearances here. Uh, for the price, I like him quite a bit. I, you know, I think Palmer will be pretty chalky. Fourth here last year. Um, coming off obviously the fourth place finish of the tournament champions, fourth place at the Zozo. You know, he was trending and has been trending up. 
I don't know, man. I just would rather fade him. And then Scott, man, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I saw some people tilting his putter and he decided last week to go with the, uh, uh, the short putter and he was doing some kind of arm lock bullshit instead of having the long sweeping putter. I mean, he hit 93% of the greens last week, but don't get me wrong. You know, they're obviously we talked about huge greens on Maori, whatever, but, and like finishes 21st, you know, so bottom third or bottom uh, half halfway, I guess, because there was like 41 people in the field. So 50, 50th percentile, you know, hitting almost every single green the whole entire week is pretty bad. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see if we can get some intel, maybe him bringing the, the broom back out or something. I don't know. Cause if, if he's not, if he's doing this all mock bullshit, I'm not on him. Yeah. Adam Scott to me is like my whole argument I just made for Matsuyama. I'll play for Scott. And that's pretty much almost every week because he's just so freaking tilting. Like he, he's the same kind of guy that I could see him playing the, the, the broom on a Thursday and bringing the short one on a Friday just to tilt everybody yeah. because that's what he does. Like, right. I, I just don't know what's going on in his head. And I know, like, I, I think I've talked about it on the show. Like I play with a buddy, if you go to his house, he has like 20 golf, uh, twenty putters in his hallway and just like putts with them all. And then when you see him on Sunday at Skins, he's got a different putter almost all the time. Like it, it blows my mind. I have the same cheap putter for the last like seven years. And it's like I've had to regrip it and I just keep using it because it works for me. Right. So I, I, I can't wrap my head around why he changes it so darn much, but he's a lot better golfer than me. So I'm not going to critique him too much. One thing about putting, obviously, it's 90% Feel. mental, right? Oh, yeah. Big time. Um. And that, but that's also like where you know you really separate, especially on a week to week basis. But I don't know, man. I I wish you would just stick to it and just make one thing happen. Like with, like Webb, Webb couldn't putt. He figured out a putter he liked, and he yep. stuck with it. And now he's good to go. It's like, yep. like God dang, let's figure it out, boys. Personally, but, I think you should be able to anchor it. I don't give a shit. Anchor yeah, neither do I. I don't, I don't. I don't understand what that's all about. Like you can anchor it in the senior tour. So why wait till then? Let them go. Like these guys hit the ball four hundred yards. Let them anchor their putter. All right. Who cares? <laughs> Like, come on. Um, all right, back to the picks here. So Adam Scott, I probably won't have any of this week. But Sungjae at 98, this is a guy that you can make an argument for in the 10K range. Like, when he's playing the way he is right now, we saw that fifth-place finish. He's a guy that birdies a ton. He can get eagles. He hits the ball pretty darn accurately. Like, even – so he should be in the fairway. His approach game is on point. He putted bad last week, too, um, for his standards. This is a guy that literally we've seen it in the past, like pre-COVID when he's locked in, stay out of the way. Um, he finally and he finally got locked in towards the end of last season, and he's carried it over. So I thought Alex Sanjay a ton at $9,800. Good first debut here last year. He can rock and roll. I'm going to mention Ryan Palmer. I just can't stomach paying 9200 for Ryan Palmer. And that's probably not the right analysis to give you on a pick. But when I'm trying to differentiate who I want to play and who I don't want to play, I play Ryan Palmer when he's in the 7Ks. I mean, he's going to be chalky. He's going to be chalky. Yeah, a chalky, expensive Ryan Palmer is really tough to stomach. <laughs> this is like a really tough one to go with. We he have been burned too many yeah. times. Yeah, I guess probably why we say this, because we've been burned way too. <laughs> we have the stars. Go back and listen to last week's episode, everybody. When I said 7K range, no cut event, I'll play Ryan Palmer every time because he's going to blow up on you, which he did. A couple. He, he opened up on a double. He was terrible at the beginning, yeah. <laughs> and then he still finishes six under on the day. That is Ryan Palmer, guys. Yeah. <laughs> that is what he does, but he doesn't always finish six under. So just remember that. Um, he's he's great. He's a good golfer. He's going to make a lot of cuts. Not at 9200 bucks. Um, but Cam Smith at 96 I like as well. Always low-owned. Might be a little more popular this week after winning last year and finishing 24th last week. Not a great finish, but people saw him at least. He's five of five made cuts here. 
he's interesting. But my main guy, I like your Sungjae at 98. I, it's hard not to like Sungjae right now. So yeah. I'm all I'm all about that life. Um, 8K range, you got Kisner at 88, Henley at 87, Billy Ho at 86, ZJ 85, Cooch 84, Sergio 83, Todd 82, Lanto 81, CH3 8,000, EVR 8,000. What do you like here? Uh, start up top with Kisner, 8,800. Um, got really good course history, 4th, 69th, 25th, 4th, 5th. He did miss two cuts back in uh, 2015, 2014. Not very worried about that. Obviously played last week. Coming off before that, before the Tournament of Champions, where he finished 24th, which is, you know, middle of the pack or whatever. He finished second at the RSM, which was uh, back in December or November. Anyways, November. Um, I, I like him just due to his course history and having played last week. Uh, ZJ, 8,500. Um, he's, he's got pretty good course history, you know, 28th. He does have a miscut in 2019, but 14th, 6th, 9th, 64th, 8th. Um, and he's coming off a solid sixth place finish, you know, back in November again, the RSM hasn't missed a cut on tour since the PGA championship back in August. Kuchar at 8,400 past winter here, you know, just two years ago. Um, before that he did miss the cut here last year before his, his win in 2019, he was 13th, 3rd, 8th, 5th, 5th. Good course history. Made the cut to RSM the last time out. Missed the cut to Masters. I mean, I, I hope that this break maybe gave Cooch a little bit of time to reset. Uh, Sergio Garcia has never played here, but played pretty well last week. Very surprising. He was very low owned, too. Um, 7700 bucks last week, 7.7% owned. Obviously, get a little bit of a price increase this week. Um, finished 11th. I, I was pleasantly surprised with with his play last week, and I will go back to him at eighty three hundred again this week. Brendan Todd, eighty two hundred, um, shorter course here. Obviously, uh, finished twenty first here last year, missed the cut in sixteen, uh, but had four cuts in a row before that. So, like him quite a bit. Played last week thirteenth. Uh, played the Mayakoba back in December, finished eighth. So, Brendan Todd still still playing very well, and then. It's getting time for it, man. The CH three turn here. The 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 CH it's CH three time basically. Charles Charles Howell the third time of the year. Um, he plays very well at the Sony. Twelfth, eighth, thirty second, eighth, thirteenth, twenty sixth, and eighth since two thousand fourteen has not missed a cut. Uh, has made four straight cuts on tour. All of them pretty much inside the top fifty. Uh, with you know what twenty third at the Mayakoba. I think I think you know I don't know if people will look will 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 notice it. I'm sure they will, but I like CHD quite a bit this week, um, and and I'm hoping I get him at least a little bit under owned. Yeah, no, we're on a lot of the same pages here, and this is a big like you mentioned course history range. Um, I think it's a good cash game range, obviously, which JK usually is. But uh, I love kids at 88. It's a guy shorter courses I dive in on. I love kids. He's very accurate off the tee. Good approach game, can putt on Bermuda quite a bit. Um, on a short field like this, he's made six straight cuts with three top fives there. Uh, I like Kiz a lot this week at $8,800. Uh, Russell Henley at 87 another guy played well towards the end of last season. Um, kind of mixed reviews on this golf course when it comes to Henley. Missed cut here last year, 68th missed cut, 13th missed cut, 17th W about eight years ago. But a good, a good iron player, good approach game, and uh, hasn't played in a little while, so he could be an interesting play. At lower ownership, I think ZJ at 85 is quite interesting. 28th, miscut, 14th, 6th, 9th. You mentioned all the goods there. Really good course history. And he finished off the season rather well, a 651st and a 50th. So 
ZJ at 85, I like as well. Brendan Tata, you mentioned him. I love him at 82. I think there's some very nice low ownership at 8,200 bucks. Um, he's a guy that a fairway finder, shorter course. He's going to be a bomber. That's usually kind of where he gets separated. The longer hitters can fly past him on those big uh, courses. But uh, find the fairway is a really good spot here for Brendan Todd, 21st year last year, 13th last week. So that's good to see. And the last but not least, you mentioned CH3. I like him quite a bit as well. Like, like We like our course history. And this dude, you 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 nailed it with uh, everything you mentioned on the course history. It's just a chalk of made cut after made cut after made cut. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven top tens uh, out of every event since 2008. That is pretty damn good. So I'm with you. CH3 at 8K, especially in cash. If you want to throw him in a GPP, no problem there as well. So I like, like that quite a bit. Uh, 7,500 to 7,900. You got Grio, Leishman, Munoz, Harmon, Kokrak, Kazire, Cooch, Kim, Bradley, Ortiz, Nah, and Hughes. Who do you like in this range? Uh, start up top with, with Grio, 7,900. Uh, four straight made cuts uh, at this golf course. Um, and eighth place finish in his last time out, which was Mayakoba back in December. Munoz at seventy eight hundred. So he missed the cut here last year. He was tenth in two thousand nineteen. I think he missed the cut here last year because potentially I won and done them. I don't know. Uh, that's probably the reason. Finished seventeenth uh, last weekend. Um, I, I like him just to be a little bit less owned than he normally would be with that missed cut here last year. Kokrak seventy seven hundred made four straight cuts here. Nothing, you know. Too great. He has two top twenties in that time. Uh, played last week. Didn't play that great, but I like him because he did play last week in this range of, of these guys. And then Keegan Bradley at seventy six hundred, three straight made cuts here. He's kind of just gotten a little bit better over the last three years at the Sony Open. He finished twelfth here uh, last year, and then thirty second at the Mayakoba back in December, fifteenth the week before that, um, or two weeks before that at the RSM. So those are my guys above seventy five. Who you got? Yeah, this is a range I love for GPP and I love for the Cascade because you can rotate a few guys here. I mean, they had a Grio at 79. It's always the putter with him, but four straight made cuts here, 21st, 22nd the last two years. Uh, finished eighth place in his last event he played before the winter break. So I think Grio at 79 is a very intriguing play, especially in GPPs. If you want to talk GPPs and a guy that couldn't putt last week, Mark Leishman at 79 is also interesting. I know you talked about Leish last week. He's made every cut. He's made two, four, six, eight. He's 11-11 on made cuts since 2009 and included a third place two years ago, 24th last week. Um, he's he's not all there, but if he gets hot with the putter at 7900 bucks, makes for a very intriguing GVP play. Uh, Kokrak at 77, another guy that it's always about the putter with him, so you can give him a, a peek as well. He finished uh, 35th last week, hasn't played here since 2018, but he's 5 for 5 on made cuts as well at this golf course. And then a guy I like to play in uh, birdie events, which this should turn into, is Carlos Ortiz at seventy five hundred bucks. Um, he's very tilting. He's kind of got a Ryan Palmer feel to him, but he's a lot cheaper this week. He's made back to back made cuts here. Finished thirty seventh last week and an eighth place finish before that before the uh, winter break. But I think uh, Ortiz at seventy five is another play. So these four guys I think are good GPP plays, good Cascade plays. Grio would probably be my favorite in that group, but uh, those are the ones. I'm taking a peek at for now. What do you like? 7K to 7,400. Uh, Matthew Neesmith, 7,400. He finished 32nd here last year. Russell Knox, also 7,400. He's made four of uh, his last four cuts uh, at the Sony Open and, and five of his last six. Finished 32nd here last year as well. 
uh, coming off a pretty solid finish at the Mycoba 23rd back in December. Tom Hogue, uh, 7,300, 12th place finish here last year. Uh, he's got, I mean, he's got more missed cuts than he does made cuts. So th- three out of five, he's missed the cut. But when he's made it, it's 12th and third. Um, and it's it, it really solid showing at the Mycoba where he finished third. Uh, his last time out, Scott Piercy um, hasn't missed a cut here since 2014. Borderline Cash uh, hasn't missed a cut on tour since the Safeway back in, in September. So he played a really good fall swing uh, from the perspective of just making cuts and and, and cash and checks. Um, and, and has traditionally at least the last, what, six years or whatever, done well at the Sony Open. Stu Goat Sink, 7,200, criminally underpriced. Mm-hmm. Is he not? I know you yeah. played him last week. Yeah, he's I, underpriced compared to the bumps these other guys got this week. Like, how's he still 72? Well, it's because he finished 31st. I mean, so he, he started weekend. so hot. He started so good. Mm-hmm. They, he shot one over par on Sunday, Yeah, which is hashtag not good. But um, that was his only round over par. And it, the, the wind picked up quite a bit that day. So maybe he just, he just was, I don't know. Got too drunk. I don't know. The night before, wasn't prepared. Seventy two hundred stew goat sink in this range, especially like him quite a bit. And that's it. Yeah, Rusty Knox. I uh, like him. Like you, you mentioned. Uh, I think the course history. A guy that can play in the wind can also play on shorter courses. Iron play. It all screams Russell Knox at seventy four hundred. Uh, Rory Sabatini at seventy four. We're going back on the Sabatini train here. He's made four straight cuts this event. Five of his last six. Twenty first here last year. Uh, had a decent finish to the uh, fall swing as well. So Sabs at 74 checks the box for me. I like Piercy at 73. Uh, Stugo at 72 is really hard not to play, especially in cash for me. Uh, he's, like, he's made six straight cuts. He's made eight of 11 cuts overall since uh, 2008. So I, I like the GOAT quite a bit. And then last but not least, GPP only, of course, when it comes to Cam Davis, but eighth place or ninth place here last year, missed cut the year before. He's a bomber, so he's not necessary here, but he's one of those. If he's bombing it accurately, he's going to have such an easy approach in time and time again. So I think Cam Davis in a GPP at 72 is a little underpriced. If he's clicking, obviously that can go awry real quick with Cam Davis as well. All right, 6K range. There's some interesting targets down here if you want to get weird. So what do you like down here? Yeah, 6,900, uh, Brian Stewart. Uh, four straight made cuts at the Sony Open, uh, 53rd last year. He did have a couple top 10s before that. Uh, coming off a missed cut, but sixty nine hundred bucks. Peter Malnati, Malnati, uh, finished. Uh, I, I was thinking he had some better finishes. He did like earlier in the fall swing or whatever. He finished second, then fifth in back to back weeks. Sanderson's and Shriners coming off a missed cut at the Mayakoba, but has pretty decent course history, at least okay course history. Three of six made cuts here, twelfth, twenty seventh, and thirty eighth in his three made cuts, which are twenty. 2020, 2017, 2014. So, anyways, Malnati, I think at 6,900 is is playable. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of this range down here. Jerry Kelly's another guy who just from for whatever reason, I guess because he's had one start on my list here. He's a past champion. He made the cut here last year. He hasn't played on the PJ Tour since the Workday Charity Open where he made the cut. I mean, if you're down here at 6,200, you know, I don't know what else to tell you. Not not playing Grayson Murray. Uh, did you see his tweet today? By the way, yeah, he's trying to get Trump to start a, a an event with a big purse opposite of the PGA. <laughs> I mean, some of these guys down here, some of these guys down here will, you know, there's going to be somebody down here. I, I, it's just hard for me to pinpoint at this point. Just 
you know, like Hudson Swafford, really good course history. I was wondering. That's one of your boys. I was like, yeah. Man. He played the tournament champions, finished 35th last week. So, I mean, it's not great, but, you know, traditionally guys who, who do play the tournament champions Much are better. more successful at the Sony Open. So, at 6,800, you know, Swafford would be another guy Bill and take a chance on. But, yeah. Obviously, these are GPP plays. Stewart, I like a lot. Like you mentioned, good course history. Swafford, good course history as well. I think at 6,800 bucks, Bo Hogue finished ninth here last year, a 23rd and a 30th. Uh, in his last two events of the fall swing. So a guy that was coming in with some pretty decent form. I think he's intriguing at 6,800. And then I just take a drop from 68 down to 63. And I go to some of the guys we played in the past. Joseph Bramlett, 45th here last year. Not coming in in great form. But he's a guy that if he gets hot, converting in bunches. So he's, he's interesting at 63. Here's a guy that I'm not sure I've ever recommended on this show, Jesse. We've done over 100. Like, I think we've done this like four years at least now. Uh, well over 100 episodes. And uh, I'm going to say Ted Potter Jr. Seventh last year, 13th the year before, miscut, 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 13th. So when he finishes here, he finishes well. Uh, I think Pebble Beach where he won. Ocean course gets a little windy. It was windy sure. last year, finished seventh, a short course. It's it's not sexy at all. Don't get me wrong. It But it fits Ted Potter at 6300 bucks And a GPP, it works. Um, I, I wouldn't mind taking it. It lets you pay up for some big boys. So, He's interesting to me, and the last guy I'll mention is another guy if you want to just punt it away, um, Tim Wilkinson. He's made four of his last five cuts here, 32nd, 36th, 50th, missed cut, 46th. So he's interesting. Again, not coming in great form either, but 6100 bucks. Like you said, I, I don't want to be down here, but I can at least in a GPP stomach. So I'm like Ted Potter, weirdly I'm uh, intrigued by. Vaughn Taylor is another guy, good pebble history, short course guy. He plays like um, RSM well. He plays um, – Oh, I'm skipping my mind with the with the uh, the lighthouse. Why is it skipping my mind? He plays uh, that tournament very well. It's a, it's a Pete Dye course. Um, yeah, Heritage. 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 Yeah, Heritage. Yeah, yeah. He plays Heritage very well. So he's another guy. I got 6,500. But, yeah, nothing that really makes you want to run to. Uh, no Harry Higgs for you? I'm not feeling Harry, man. I don't know. Like, he's – uh. He's not been. He's not coming in great form, so I don't know. We'll did, you, did you hear his interview um, on uh, – Subpar. I did the, not see that. No, I went to look for it the day after they said that they were going to have it, and I realized that they didn't have it posted yet. They were just saying they were going to have it, and then I forgot about it. Electric factory, as you'd expect. Like, this guy gets it. I can't wait till we can have crowds back at events. Like, it's going to be electric. So, all right, let's recap things real quick. 10K and above, who's your number one? Um, I mean, I'm going to say more Kawa. I don't hate it. I'll go burger, but I, I, I don't hate it at all. Uh, 9K range, who's your number one? Sungjae. Yep, I'm with you there. 8K range, go two. Uh, Kisner and uh, and Sergio. I'll go Kisner and Todd. Um, 7,500 7, to 79, go with, I guess, one. Uh, I'll say just, I'll say Grio. Yeah, I'm with you there. I, I like him at that price point in this event. I think Grio's pretty strong. Uh, 7K to 75 or 74, who you got? Uh, Sink. The GOAT. Yep, the GOAT. And who's your top 6K play? I'll say I'll say Swafford. I mean, I you know I don't know. <laughs> That's a lot of confidence there, folks. Yeah, a lot of confidence. Very good about it. Yeah, I'm gonna go Hogue, Bo Hogue. That'd be my guy there. If you're starting out a cash game, what three guys are you going with in cash? Yeah, I, I mentioned earlier. I think Piercing is borderline cash. Um, you know, still think so. I think another guy like Russell Knox at 7,400, uh, and then Sung Jay. You know, I mean, I'm, Sung Jay's just all over for me, but I, I really like Sung Jay at that price, like you were talking about earlier. 
Yeah, it's a good price for me in cash, and it leaves you a lot of flexibility if you want to go to Sunjay or whatever. But Kisner, CH three, Stugoat. Start with those three and build around it as you wish. Don't go cheaper than Stugoat, please. Um, GPP, GPP, three guys you're starting out with. Uh, Grio would probably be a GPP play, um, and then uh, Charles Howell, like him quite a bit, and 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 Sergio, man. Yeah, I'm going to go with, and people might say this feels like cash also, but I, for upside GPP wise, I'm going Sungjae, Kisner, and Grio. I think there's, I think they all have a good shot to win this darn thing. So I'll go that route. Uh, speaking of winning, OAD, one and Duns are back this week. So that's going to be fun to discuss on the weekly. But uh, who do you like to win this thing? Man, you know, I haven't even looked at odds. I'm really, really ill prepared here. You go ahead. Like Burgers 14, Sungjae 16. Those are interesting. But like Kisner 28. That's a guy I love. So he uh, he checks the box there at 28 to 1. Uh, Grio's 50. Uh, I don't mind that at all if you want to take a long shot there. He's got some appeal for sure. Then outside of that, it gets uh, it's obviously trickier because the odds get bigger. So no one really stands out to me outside of Grio unless you want to maybe go top 10, stuff like that. But like Brendan Steele, the defending ch- – or no, Cam Smith won it. Brendan Steele finished second. He's 125. If he hadn't hit one into the uh, the grandstands last year and had to hit from the opposite tee box, that might have changed things for him. But uh, you get anybody, a free drop, though. You yeah, free drop. So that was pretty good. But there might not be grandstands this year, so it could be fun. Um, <laughs> Sergio at 40. Um, Charles Howell at 50. You know, I mean, it's not terrible. Uh, yeah, not a huge. I mean, Palmer at 28. Like, if I'm going to fade Palmer. Yeah, then you put money on him there. May bet him at 28 and just try yeah. to hedge it a little bit. Yeah, I don't hate that at all. That's a good way to kind of cover your butt if he if he does get uh, if he does run hot. Not a bad way to go about it. You mentioned Sergio. I think I think Todd at forty is interesting also. Yeah. So yeah, I agree with that. I've got some appeal too. But uh, short, quick, sweet. Any final thoughts for the Sony Open? Um, I don't. Just don't forget to to put your OADs in and uh, and get the lineups in if you're playing some season long stuff. And you know, here we go. We're yeah. uh, we're pretty much locked and loaded for the next what about. 52 weeks or so yeah we'll be back with you guys on monday on the regular unless something weird comes up but yeah over 100 i think we have 115 120 entries in the junkies so get those in that's pretty awesome uh, if you have any questions hit us up in the slack chat that is free but otherwise check out jesse on twitter at dfs golf gods i'm at bdn trick the podcast at always press dfs this was your 2021 sony open preview catch you guys later the show goes on, 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 on,